This week on Let's Connect. And I think for most of us, that can be really, really scary, myself included, where when we put ourselves out there, we risk the fear of being rejected, the fear of not being liked, the fear of being alone and isolated. So many of us are so terrified to actually bear our soul to another because of this. Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Let's Connect is a podcast that interviews people from all walks of life who have inspiring stories to share about who they are and who they're becoming. As a life coach and someone who's genuinely curious about connecting with people, spirituality, mindfulness, and what this world is all about, I'm here to ask powerful questions, share my insights as well, and to really connect on a deep level to help us all grow in awareness of who we really are. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Welcome everybody to the first solo episode of Let's Connect. Um, That's right, today I actually am not interviewing a guest, it's just me essentially interviewing myself and sharing some recent wisdom and thoughts that I've been having Um, So much comes through uh, during the week as I'm interviewing people for the podcast, as I'm coaching clients, as I'm doing my own self-work too. I find as a a coach, this is really an important practice is not only to be uh, giving and asking questions, but also receiving by going inward and asking myself powerful questions. So part of this episode today, as selfishly as it sounds, is also me um, doing some deeper reflecting And uh, as a result, we're going to update each other here. So today, I I wanted to introduce you to this format. Um, Every second week, I'm going to be doing a solo episode, um, starting with this one. And uh, on alternate weeks, I'll be interviewing a guest. And just a reminder that uh, if you have guest ideas for the show, please send them my way. And uh, I love to hear feedback. I love to hear how you're enjoying the show, or if you're not enjoying the show as well, hopefully you are though, um, I'd love to hear that as well. Um, also, just to let you know that we're, we're now filming the podcast as well, and I'll be posting um, clips and episodes up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash keithmmack. So uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can watch the, uh, especially the guest interviews on, on Zoom that happen uh, all over the world. It's kind of fun to, to see it visually if you're not driving in your car. So um, hello to all of you watching out there as well. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk uh, about the topic of vulnerability. I'm going to be exploring this theme over the next uh, three or four episodes with my guests and with myself, and just the different takes of this word vulnerable. Why did I start with this word? Because uh, to be honest, to be vulnerable has so many layers to unpack, and there's just so much to explore in this, this world of vulnerability. And I thought, why not dive in with a topic that feels a bit edgy as well to me? Um, I think that there's something to be said for going right to the edge and confronting the things that scare us the most. Uh, There's a a saying in Hunakani uh, from the Hawaiian training that I've done um, that says, love brings up anything unlike itself to clear. And you can't have love and fear in the same space. So ultimately, anything that's coming up that feels edgy or uncomfortable or feels misaligned is most likely fear that's needing to be released so that you can return back to the part of yourself that is essentially love. And that is a constant ongoing practice 
at least as far as I know, while we're here in this, this physical form, these bodies. So uh, vulnerability, I went so far as to look this up uh, online just to see what does it actually say when you look at the definition of vulnerability uh, in the dictionary. And it says, vulnerability, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. I'd like to add, it's like, to me, vulnerability is about putting yourself out there, literally taking your mask off and showing and exposing who you actually are and your truth in the world, who you actually are as a soul on this planet. And I think for most of us, that can be really, really scary, myself included, where when we put ourselves out there, we risk the fear of being rejected, the fear of not being liked, the fear of being alone and isolated. So many of us are so terrified to actually bear our soul to another because of this. And um, I think that being vulnerable is really one of the most courageous things we can do and one of the most important things we can practice on the planet right now. We're living in a time where I think so much has been emphasized around um, you know, wearing your masks and looking a certain way. You just have to scroll through social media these days and, and look at everybody's Instagrams, mine included, where we're putting filters up because we, we want to per- personify this like lovely life that we're living and everything's okay and great. But the truth is that um, I think underneath a lot of those layers were a lot of us are battling so much insecurity. Uh, I'm going to speak, I say so much of us, but if I was really honest, I think I am. I think I'm I'm battling insecurity, and, and this has been an ongoing pattern of mine for most of my life now that I think about it. Um, this goes all the way back to before I was even born when I really reflect on it. Um, some of you may know this story, some of you may not. Before I was born, my um, my dad was diagnosed with testicular cancer back in the 70s, and um Somewhere in the middle of all that, my mom got pregnant, and when they found out my mom was pregnant, um, I guess they the doctors had recommended that she consider aborting the baby because um, they didn't know the effects of the treatment, the chemotherapy my dad was receiving, and just how that would play into uh, pregnancy at the time. It was just very early on in, in cancer research with chemotherapy. And so uh, my mom was confronted, my parents were confronted with the decision, do we abort this baby or um, risk that he'll be born and and have a bunch of um, deformations and whatnot. And uh, they went for it. They somehow mustered up the courage to go for it. And as a result, here I am on the planet today. But I, I do believe, and there's a lot of research that's been done around the connection between a mother and the fetus before it's born, Um, If you look up Bruce Lipton's work on this, he speaks about it in his book, The Honeymoon Effect, where he's talked about actual research that says, you know, the experience of the mother um, before the baby's even born um, emotionally and energetically has a a direct effect on the the fetus. And I do believe that at some level, um, uh, you know, in that decision making of should we abort this baby or not, I do believe when I think back, I can feel it in my body. Uh, there was a part of me that started doubting, you know, am I, am I worthy to be here on the planet? Am I worthy to be born into this world? And, um, you know, am I, am, am I actually enough to, to make a go of this human life? So when I go all the way back there, although I don't have conscious memory of it, 
Um, I think this pattern started for me a long time ago, and as a result, I was born, and I'm very grateful to be here on the planet. But you know, my whole life has been lesson after lesson around how to become more and more vulnerable and truthful with what am I actually feeling, and um, how am I actually being as I'm moving through this life. Um, I can think early on when I was in about grade seven. Um, my need to to be liked and seen by uh, the opposite sex. I had a huge crush on a, a girl in grade seven. I won't name her because she might be listening and I don't want to embarrass her. I had a huge crush on her and I remember asking her out on a date and she just totally rejected me and said no. And at the time my heart was broken, which I think all of us have been in ex- an experience of that. Um, and I, I, it just kind of reaffirmed for me, like I'm not enough. I'm not enough to measure up to what this girl wants. And so at that time, I unconsciously made the decision that I was going to learn guitar. And uh, it's because my friend in in grade seven uh, also played guitar. And whenever he brought his guitar to school and played, all the girls just like swarmed over him. So I decided that I'd take up guitar lessons and learn guitar and be just like him. And uh, as a result, I started playing music and really got into music over time. Cut tape, I'm in a band, I'm traveling all over the world playing music, and this has become my complete identity. And the one thing being a musician is um, playing music, everybody likes you. I I shouldn't say everybody, the music critics, there's been a few that have totally slammed me down over time. But you know, the music, people love musicians, people love when music's played, it's a form of connection. Um, but for me, it was also a form of being seen and loved and liked. So this was a pattern that I, I was very unaware of at the time, but I'd play music to be seen and liked. And uh, cut tape again, I, I found myself after being on Canadian Idol, which was the epitome of, of being liked and needing to be loved and seen. Um, I realized after that show, there was more to life than trying to be famous and, you know, prove my worth that way. I, uh, I actually became a, a yogi and I really got into yoga and I went to a yoga teacher training through the, the Moksha, now it's called Moto Yoga Program. And I spent a month there and at the time I was really working through some of these self-esteem, self-doubt issues. And I made a deal with myself that when I went to the training for a whole month, I was not going to play guitar or mention that I was a musician because... Before that point, whenever I played music at events, people just instantly like loved it and I became super popular and liked and it was like filling up my need to be seen and liked. So I, um, I ended up not playing music for a month at this training and it was such an interesting experiment. Um, I had to really confront a lot of my fears about am I enough without my guitar, you know, hiding behind my guitar. And... Um, Sure enough, at the very end of the training, it, it somehow got out there that I was a musician and everybody had asked me, can, can you just play us one song? And so I did, and I, I played actually a bunch of songs and instantly I saw how everybody there just kind of shifted their perspective of me and all of a sudden I was on a pedestal as this like amazing musician. And uh, it just, for me, when I saw that juxtaposed next to how it had been for the whole month, um, I knew that 
I no longer could hide behind my music. I needed to really confront my need to be liked and seen. And this has been an ongoing journey through all of my life in so many ways. And uh, what I can tell you, just in terms of what I'm learning about this, is the more uh, we be in the place of stillness and really listening to our emotions and our feelings and our body, wisdom that's there, um, and then honoring what's there, the more we uh, start freeing ourselves to truly um, realize that we're enough just simply through being. It's not about doing. It's not about what I have. It's not about what I've accomplished. It's not about what I've gained, all the accolades that I've gained. It's not about my reputation. It's, It's really about the fact that I'm already enough. I think Fred Rogers said it best when he said, you're lovable just the way you are. And uh, I'm learning that lesson as we go, and I'm sure a lot of you listening are as well. So today, let's, um, let's update each other and remind each other that we are, you are, lovable just the way you are. And if you want a homework practice, get in front of a mirror and look at yourself and say that. You are lovable just the way you are. And uh, this can be a very transformative practice on the journey of um, becoming more vulnerable and, and loving yourself. In uh, the weeks ahead, I'm going to be speaking to a few guests about this as well. Next week, I have Haley Jean Penner on the program. She's written a book uh, called People You Follow, and it's really an incredible book. I couldn't put it down. And I'm so excited for you to meet her and learn about her vulnerable story of um, moving towards self-acceptance as well. So I hope you'll consider joining me as well next week for that episode. And uh, until next time, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Be well. Uh, Let me know what this has brought up for you. And uh, again, just remembering you are lovable just the way you are. You are enough. I am enough. Thank you. All right, well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect. And I hope that it's inspired you as much as it has me. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember to subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast channel. And I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect.